What's up? What's up, dude? Live. Yeah, man. Live. How, you What's up? how you doing? How are you? I'm man? good. How are you good? How are you doing? I'm really, really good. It's always good to to catch up with you. I, I have a, a question. What what is the most asked question so far today? Because I think I know what it is. Um, I've been asked a lot about being nominated ten times, not winning. <laughs> that you ask? Uh, that's it. Man. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, I've been it's asked what? that. Uh, yeah, what's it feel like being nominated ten times for male vocalist of the year and never win? But um, you know, yeah, I guess the the standard line would be like, hey, it's always going to be nominated and. And all that, but that, that's actually how I really feel. I mean, this category, every time I look up every year this has happened, it's like, you know, this year's Chris Stapleton and Luke Combs and Eric Church and Thomas Rhett. I mean, these guys are all great singers and, and killing it out there on the road. So I'm just, I really am just honored to be in the category. It would be great to win, sure, but it's not like something that keeps me up at night. Uh, just, just for the record, so that people know, I mean, you've got a ton of number ones, 17 number ones. And if you do the math on the amount of singles you put out, your batting average is hall of fame status. I'm just going to throw that out there. Let's yeah. put that out there. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty, actually, I think Megan, how many number ones I have? I'm at 20 now, actually. Twi- Even 20 number ones. Averages, now you're Babe Ruth status, dude. So it's, I, pretty, I, it's a lot of number I, ones. Yeah. For me, you know, I was, I was, you know, cause my, one of my kids is always like, dad, you didn't win. I'm like, Jordan, every time I step up to the microphone on a concert somewhere and there's 20,000 people there, I feel like I'm winning. I feel like I'm doing okay. Don't, don't worry about daddy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> well, speaking of but, that, uh, Entertainer of the Year has to be around the corner for you because you put on my, one of my favorite shows. I mean, it's very high energy. It's very, the crowd's always into it from beginning to end, man. You're such a, uh, a talented guy and, and putting on a show and beers on me. The tour's going on right now. Do you have a, a moment so far from the tour that's been holy crap kind of moment for you? Well, it has been fun having Breland out there. He's been riding the bus whenever he can and, and doing beers on me with us. So just having him come out there and then he does a song, my truck. And that's been a nice moment to have in the middle of the show. Um, honestly, I mean, the show is killer. Uh, the energy, we put a lot of time into the show and it feels great. Um, walking out through the crowd, you know, after last year and high fiving people the whole way and just hugging people. And that's really nice. That, that is, I needed that after last year. So that's been great. Uh, the funniest part of the show is when we get done singing drunk on a plane, uh, the Hot Country Nights, that 90s country band, they come out on stage and technically headline. I don't really think that's headlining. It's more yeah. it's probably illegal, really, to come out on somebody else's <laughs> stage. But they come out there and, um, and, and close down the show with some 90s country. So that's been a fun part of the show for sure. Let's talk about Beers on Me and, of course, a, a song that you had a hand in writing. And uh, from the way that I understand it, now correct me if I'm wrong, the way that I understand it, you have this song done and then you find out about Breland, you're reading an article or something, and you decide, I want to I bring Breland in on this. Talk to me how that went down. Yeah, I just was in the studio working on the album and uh, I was taking a break, reading a newspaper article on Breland. I just picked up a magazine and was reading this, uh, the Nashville Scene paper here in town, started reading this article about him. Uh, loved his the article. I called him up. He came in the next day, rewrote the third verse, sang the song. <laughs> no, I mean, that quick and became one of my best friends. So it's been uh, really fun uh, to collaborate on the road together on the touring. But now that I do the CMA Awards, to have that moment together on stage together with Hardy is kind of the full circle moment of this, this song, this moment. Can't wait to watch it happen, Dirks. Thanks so Thank much you. for the time, man. Appreciate hey, really it. appreciate it. Thanks so much, Coop. Have a great rest of your Talk soon. broadcast interviews here. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly 
about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.